Welcome to Evergreen History. I'm Jackie. And I'm Gavin. Today we'll be talking about Alan Mason. Alan Mason was a prominent businessman and real estate developer in the Tacoma area. Even with his business exploits, he still had time for adventure. His trip to Egypt resulted in Tacoma having its very own mummy, Anquenefer, which still resides there today. A mummy? That's a little scary. Alan C. Mason was born and raised on the East Coast. He was born in a farming town near Chicago in 1855. After graduating from Illinois' Wesleyan University in 1875, he married a fellow alumni, Libby Lawrence, in 1878. In his early career, he was a principal, educator, and lawyer. So really kind of a jack-of-all-trades. I am a trader. Wanting to move west, he decided on Tacoma. His family relocated there in 1883. Oh, after relocation and rental costs, he had only $2.85 to his name. However, he became successful quickly. After some time practicing law, he moved into real estate, earning 10000 in his first year alone. I was going to say 10000 was a lot for back then, but it's a lot for now for me. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> he contributed to the Washington State's early infrastructure by building gas and electric plants in Olympia, railways and streetcars in Tacoma, irrigation systems in Yakima, and farming in Palouse. He was also the director of several banks and stockholders and investors in many companies. One of his largest efforts was in growth and expansion of Tacoma, which he named the City of Destiny. He founded the construction of buildings, streets, bridges, and viaducts. Allen was a multimillionaire, but he was also a generous man. He donated land that would become Puget Park, as well as arranged a ship full of food to be sent to Seattle after the Great Fire in 1889. Between August 25, 1890 and April 1891, Mason went on a seven-month grand tour covering 40,000 miles. It was a common trip among upper-class people, which, among other countries, included guided tours of parts of Egypt, seeing ancient tombs and temples. It was on the steamer, called Ramses the Great, that Mason took a cruise along the Nile until reaching the city of Luxor. It was here that he purchased the mummy of Ankh Wenefer. Wow, I did not know that Gordon Ramsay was that old. Ankh Wenefer, whose name was also reported as Ankh Unifer and Ankh Unifei, was a male priest and second prophet at the Temple of Min in Akhmim, Egypt, during the 26th dynasty. Min was a fertility god, <laughs> who is rather well endowed in depictions, and Anquenefer was in charge of operations for the whole temple, making him an elite person in the city. After using modern technology to scan his body, it is presumed he died between the ages of 55 and 65 due to a broken pelvis around 550 to 525 BCE. Along with his mummified body are his wooden sarcophagus and ceremonial coffin it was boxed in. The sarcophagus is roughly in the shape of his body, and the outside painted with his face and goatee, decorations, and hieroglyphics on the bottom half, so a pretty typical sarcophagus. The inside of the lid features the protection goddess Newt and a hymn to the sun goddess Ra. 
The rectangular coffin has smaller human figures as well as more hieroglyphics. The hieroglyphics include prayers for Ba, or spirit of the deceased, and writing from the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Some translations include, I have come to thee, Lord, that you might bring me to see thyself. I am the falcon in the southern sky. Ankh Wenifer was taken from Achmim in the late 1880s to Luxar, which was a market city. At this time, selling certain mummies was condoned by the Egyptian government, which needed the money. Mason purchased the mummy from an English Egyptologist for $400, which would be only around 4000 today. Mason soon returned to Tacoma, and the mummy was slated to arrive in June. It went to Portland after passing through Yokohama, Japan. Then it was sent by train to its final destination at the hands of Mason. There was so much excitement around Ankh Wenifer that Mason held an unwrapping party for the previously sealed coffin. He intended to keep in his home. However, his wife was said to detest the mummy and objected. Instead, the party was held at his downtown Tacoma office on July 9th, 1891. I wonder where, which part of Tacoma that was. The guests in attendance were not just friends. Reporters also came to watch the reveal. Ankh Wenifer was unwrapped to his torso, which remains covered today. The fun did not end after the unwrapping party. They also broke out their Ouija board. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> According to the book, Tacoma's Haunted History, Alan Mason was said to take the mummy on outings about town, to restaurants, and even to church. There's hearsay that Ankh Wenifer was taken along on drives in Mason's carriage and that he was brought to parties where Mason served the mummy drinks and had conversations with it. This guy... I don't know if he had lead poisoning or what. Sounds like a complete lunatic, if yeah, you ask me. <laughs> I wonder how much of these are just stories and how much actually happened, but his wife seems to be the one with the most sense in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Mason kept the mummy in his office until he eventually donated it to the Fairy Museum in 1897. The Fairy Museum would later unite with the Washington State Historical Society. The body was displayed to the public at the museum, as well as at its next home, the University of Puget Sound, from 1959 to 1983. The Washington State Historical Society then requested it be returned. The last time Aunt Quinifer was displayed to the public was on loan in 1993 to a museum in Kelowna, British Columbia. This is due to changing ethical guidelines on human remains. However, photographs of the mummified body are still easily accessible online. The Washington State History Museum in Tacoma is still in possession of the mummy, and his coffin is sometimes displayed on exhibit along with a reconstructed bus. Mason himself built a historic mansion in 1892. However, there was a downturn in the economy in 1893, known as the Panic of 1893, during which Allen bought back houses he previously sold to anyone who asked, contributing to the loss of his fortune. I think this is what solidifies his memory as being a generous man. The mansion was sold and later demolished. Today, only the original pillars from the portico remain, which has been turned into the Allen C. Mason Plaza in Tacoma, featuring his statue and replica of his illustration, The Star of Destiny, which advertised over 100 positive qualities of the city, including nights always cool and conductive to sound sleep, 
best lighted city in the Northwest, and no poisonous bugs nor reptiles. That's a big one for me personally. Oh yeah, I do not like bugs. Mason passed away on November 9th, 1920. This story to me is really about an intersection of two unlikely people. When you think about it, a mummy in 500 BCE is not thinking that, oh, one day my body is going to be shipped across the world and used at an unraveling party. Like, you just can't predict these kind of I mean, not only that, but back when he was actually alive, he probably didn't even know that this continent where Tacoma is located is even a thing. He probably had no clue. Mm-hmm. And I really doubt this would be seen as an ethical thing today, but here he stands still in Tacoma. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Evergreen History. And as always, if you have any questions or you'd like to get a hold of us for any reason, you have any specific subjects you'd like us to research, of course, it has to be in Evergreen History. Um, go ahead and contact us at evergreenhistorypodcast at gmail.com and we'll gladly do a segment for you.